0: Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcast to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio.
1: Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. A lot of things in the news that we're going to talk about. Uh, most of it revolving around what's going on in Washington, D.C. Uh, glad to have you with us on the show. AFR.net is the website. AFR.net is the website. You can go there, check it out. You can also download our AFR app on uh, the App Store, uh, where, where we, whether you have an Apple device, Android device, whatever you have. You can um, go to the App Store, download the American Family Radio app. Uh, lastly. You can get us on social media. We're on uh, YouTube, Exposing Washington YouTube page, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Walker Wildman on Twitter. What we're gonna talk about today is, uh, mainly is the, the unnecessary and tyrannical actions by various governors across the country. You know, you had America on board for slowing the spread of the virus the last 30 days or the last month or two. But now we're getting, you know, two months into this and the doomsday scenario that many projected has not come to pass and probably will not come to pass, where they said hundreds of thousands or millions will die in America in over a five-month period because of this virus. Obviously, that was not true. And those people are not being held accountable. Nobody's even asking questions about those models that were woefully wrong on their projections. America is at 50,000 uh, fatalities to date, and that's, uh, that number will keep going up. Now, wh- where it will end after five to six months, who knows? um but you know when when you look at the numbers we're dealing with a we're dealing with mainly a New York New Jersey problem with the exception of a few other states you have Michigan really you have Detroit suburb and Detroit city and then you have some California issues some Washington state issues and some Louisiana issues But someone noted to me this morning that the vast majority of all the cases of all the fatalities are in about eight or nine states out of 50. And but yet we have all of America shut down. And maybe that was appropriate for a short time so we could prepare. And catch up on all of our equipment and everything and medicine and ventilators, et cetera. But. But what what was once a compelling argument, and the argument was, "Let's don't overwhelm our hospitals, that has shifted to where we don't even know what our goal is and i'll 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 give an example here. Governor Gavin Newsom of California said just recently that his state needed twenty five thousand tests a day in order to reopen, meaning they needed to be testing at least twenty five thousand people a day in the state before reopening. Well, now he's saying, well, we need sixty or oh maybe eighty thousand daily tests to be administered before we can reopen. And so you see you see the moving goalpost here, and no one really knows what the goal is here. What is the goal? And the reason people, our, our leaders are not able to clearly articulate a goal here is because they don't have one. And this, the thing about viruses, and this is, does not take a doctor to understand, we all know this, is viruses spread and there's nothing you can do to stop them. Can you slow them down by doing mitigation efforts? Sure, you can. We've done that. But can you, can a, a country of 350 million people stop a virus in its tracks. No, you can't. The virus does its own thing. It spreads. It goes crazy. You can slow it down, but you can't stop it. And so if we're not going to, if our hospitals are not overwhelmed, which they're obviously not, half of them are, many of them are half empty. If our hospitals are not overwhelmed, we have plenty of ventilators. Goodness gracious, we have plenty of ventilators. Then what on earth are we doing waiting to open? What are we doing waiting to open this country back up? Now, if certain parts of the country, you know, we see a a hot spot like New York was, then, yeah, let's rethink whether we're going to have a basketball arena full of 30,000 people or not. But at the same time, these other parts of the country, I'm in Mississippi, um, you look over at South Carolina, they've they've only had 150 deaths because of this, because of the coronavirus. So what, what are they doing shut down? They shouldn't be shut down. They're actually opening back up as we speak. Same thing with Georgia, same thing with Texas, same thing with various other states across the country that pretty much don't have a coronavirus issue, at least a widespread one. Um, So governors that want to keep states with with little issues shut down beyond, you know, now, they're doing that for other reasons. And who knows what those other reasons are. We'll talk a little bit about that. When you look up in um, in Michigan, and we'll talk a little bit about this later, uh, the Michigan governor, Whitmer, she's extending the lockdown, well, oh, another month. May 15th now, she's saying, and you look at Michigan, Michigan doesn't have a problem. Detroit has a problem. And even that Detroit problem in the grand scheme of things is really not that bad. And so it begs the question, what on earth, what is the intentions of these governors and these mayors who just like to flex their muscles and look like little tyrants for the foreseeable future? I want to play clip one here. You know, if you want to talk about, um, I'm sorry, I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and play clip three. If you want to talk about a a arrogant approach to the issue, Governor Cuomo, and he, he, he slipped up here and said something he shouldn't have. Let's listen to clip three. This is Governor Cuomo telling people basically they can either get an essential job or they can stay at home. Clip three, let's listen. I
2: get the economic hardship. Everybody gets it. Everybody feels it. I you want to go to work? work? Go take a job as an essential worker. Do it tomorrow. But now, the there pandemic. are people hiring. You can get a job as an essential worker. So now you can go to work, and you're not going to kill
0: anyone.
1: Well, there you have it. One of the reporters is asking about when uh, other, what they're calling non-essential workers can can go back to work. And Governor Cuomo says, well, I mean, they can't right now. They can get an essential job uh, or they can stay at home so they don't kill anybody, which is, which is dangerous rhetoric. Drawing the, the line together or the conclusion that if someone goes back to work, that they're going to kill somebody is utterly ridiculous and unnecessarily, unnecessarily fear-mongering. And another point that 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 is not also not being discussed is many of these small businesses they have many of them have like three employees, two employees, five employees, maybe ten. Yeah, there's there's bigger ones, bigger small businesses, um, but you know you got these mom and pop shops all across the country. And why on earth they cannot go to work is beyond me. When you've got Walmart with fifty associates and a hundred a hundred customers in there shopping, but a mom and pop hardware store or you know a clothing store with three employees, they can't even go in and do curbside sales. It's it's just makes absolutely no sense makes absolutely no sense so you've got these little tyrants all across the country and many of them are democrats and they just want to keep things locked down indefinitely who knows what their actual motive is but i'll tell you one thing the i find it very coincidental that we're in an election year while this is happening. And if we want to talk theories, let's talk theories, because as I always say, you know, the media doesn't like people talking about what possibly happened because they call it, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Those right-wingers over there, they're just doing, doing their typical you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. But at the same time, <laughs> the same people can't tell you what happened. They don't have the answers either, so why not uh, theorize? Um, we we heard the the uh, U.S. government confirm what we already knew, and uh, they were about two months late to the show. Um, that this uh, virus leaked out of a a lab in Wuhan, China. The U.S. government has confirmed that this uh, this virus leaked out of a lab in Wuhan China whether it was intentionally leaked or whether an employee was infected in the in the lab and then left and then infected others incidentally that's that's the question that's still unanswered but nonetheless the but the media doesn't want to talk about that, by the way, that report. Uh, I actually read a Politico story last night that said, you know, well, there's really still no no hard evidence that this virus came from that lab. And I'm paraphrasing here. But the Politico story was about, you know, whether this was a bioweapon, et cetera, or whether this could be, this virus could be used as a bioweapon in the future. and. The, the media just felt they needed to, Politico felt they just needed to make, make sure everybody knows that we really still don't know where this virus came from, <laughs> even though the U.S. government and the White House has said exactly where it came from. It came from the, the laboratory that was studying various viruses, oh, just not that far from Wuhan, China. It was actually in Wuhan, China. So the media here is spreading disinformation, so is the Chinese government. It's almost like the Chinese government and our mainstream media are, are hand in hand. Another person who is not helping things is former President Barack Obama. President Obama just felt like he needed to take a jab at President Trump this week saying that we just don't have a coherent national plan to attack the coronavirus. <laughs> well, I want to ask Barack Obama where he's been for the last three months as the White House has clearly laid out a coherent national plan. Well, you know what President Obama's talking about there. He's talking about a national plan forced on states from the federal tyrannical government That's what he's talking about. President Obama and these various Democrats across the country, they want our government to use a heavy-handed Chinese, tyrannical, dictatorship-type approach to this coronavirus. That's what they want. They love it. That's why the media was begging President Trump to shut down the entire country with the stroke of a pen. But then, when he said he wanted to open it all up with the stroke of a pen, they flipped out and said, "Well, we got this Tenth Amendment, states' rights." Where were they when they were begging President Trump to shut it all down? And so that's what our uh, former Marxist president, Barack Obama, was Barack Hussein Obama, was talking about there when he said, "We don't have a coherent national plan." What he's talking about is we don't have a dictatorship, and we probably should have a dictatorship in America that runs everything from Washington, D.C. If you want to look at an example of a state who actually did this, handled this situation very well, let's take a look over at Florida and take a trip outside of Washington, D.C. Let's listen to clip one. This is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis about how he handled the coronavirus.
2: Well, you're right, Sean. People were predicting us to be worse than New York, like another Italy. They said that at this week, uh, one of the newspapers in Florida said we'd have 464,000 people hospitalized. The actual number is 2,200. So we beat that by 462,000. But what we did very early was focus on the populations who were most at risk, as you mentioned, our senior citizens, and particularly our nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Uh, We instituted screening for all staff immediately. We stopped visitation. We required all staff to wear N95 masks. I charged the National Guard with doing strike teams to do spot testing at the facilities to try to figure out if any of the staff asymptomatic. Uh, whenever there was an incident at a nursing home, we send these quick response teams to go um, and try to limit the infections. And so we focused on a laser.
1: Well, there you have it, Governor Ron DeSantis talking about how they took a laser-like approach to the coronavirus, and his state, Florida, has done exceptionally well, uh, comparatively speaking, handling the coronavirus kept it very much under control in Florida without using tyrannical-type means to lock people in their houses. Bouncing back to the Democrats and New York, you know, one thing that that is just not being criticized is how New York is a hotbed for this coronavirus. They've had over 20,000 deaths. When you count in New Jersey and Connecticut, you're looking around at least 26,000 fatalities in the past two months. But have you noticed how many people are saying Governor Cuomo is just handling this very well? I mean, he's a statesman. His press conferences are top-notch. He's bipartisan. He's working with President Trump. Oh, Governor Cuomo, he needs to be drafted as the Democrat nominee. And you've even heard this from Republicans, from conservatives. I've probably complimented him a time or two. Maybe I shouldn't have. But Governor Cuomo is just being praised by the world. Look at how he's handling this coronavirus. Even him, though his state is the worst hit state in America. So why does he get all the praise when they bash President Trump? Because, well, he didn't take action quick enough, even though he did. President Trump just didn't take action quick enough. And here, Governor Cuomo and the rest of them were talking about how, oh, yeah, you should go to the restaurants. Go out to eat. This was just two months ago. Nancy Pelosi was telling people to go to some kind of parade, Chinatown parade, our Chinatown celebration in um, San Francisco or California. And, you know, you had other Democrats in New York City telling people, oh, there's nothing to worry about here, folks, nothing to worry about. This was just two months ago. Meanwhile, this thing was spreading like a wildfire in New York State, in New York City. And so I just find it ironic that they want a Monday morning quarterback President Trump. But when it comes to Cuomo, he's just doing a great job, even though he has the worst hit state in America. And he arguably did little to nothing to, to prevent it. Same thing with Bill de Blasio in New York City. They still got the subways, subways running. Those subways, I was reading a report the other day, a study about how the subways are just a hotbed for spreading Not just the coronavirus, but all kind of illnesses. I mean, these subways are filthy. And de Blasio still got them all running back and forth across New York City. But we need to keep America shut down, but let's run our subway systems. Another clip I want to play, this is actually, uh, I think you could call this maybe an optimistic uh, report. This is clip two. Let's listen to Dr. Oz. He's on Fox and Friends talking about the vast majority of the patients, uh, what, what what some common uh, things are when it comes to these patients, these hospitalizations, clip two.
0: This is one of the most important papers that I can talk about. And it came out of Northwell, which is a big uh, center, uh, a series of hospitals here in New York City, 5,700 patients. Uh, They had a 21% mortality rate. So, you know, these are sick people who came in. And I'm gonna say this real slowly, but it's really critical. 94% of people that came to the hospital, COVID-19, had at least one underlying chronic issue. 88% had two or more. Now, what were the issues? The most common was high blood pressure, 53%, 42% of people were overweight, and 32% had diabetes. Now, I'm going to say that real real quick. 94% had at least one underlying chronic issue, which means if we can change that reality, we can change the possibility of people needing to go to the hospital. This is why with the CDC plan to open up the country, we're asking people with chronic underlying Mm -hmm. health conditions to stay at home.
1: Well, there you have it. The Uh, That's Dr. Oz on uh, Fox and Friends. And that's not a good report in the sense that people with underlying health conditions, serious underlying health conditions, they're going to have more complications with this virus. But it does highlight the fact that those without underlying health conditions um, should be able to get back to normal day-to-day life and maybe that's uh that's a strategy used and I think that that this ties in well with the White House's reopen America plan phase one two and three but um you know if 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 ninety four percent in this one study up in New York I think it was um over 50,000 patients that they studied, but 94% of them had uh, at least two underlying health conditions, at least two serious underlying health conditions, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, et cetera. And so while, like I said, that's not good for people with those conditions, it does... Uh, Maybe give us a glimpse at how we can begin to reopen our country. Those without underlying health conditions should should be able to consume uh, or resume normal behavior um, for the foreseeable future. And uh, talking about, let's talk a little bit of foreign policy for the past few minutes. The if you look at these viruses, um, many of them. Over modern history, have come out of China. You got the Hong Kong flu, uh, you got the bird flu, you've got this coronavirus. So you've got various viruses that just happen to come out of China. Not sure whether they're just not cleanly or, or maybe because they like to eat bats. Who knows what's going on there? But China is a major a major problem and. I just hope our leaders don't lose sight of this because, you know, we've, this has been horrendous for our country, not just from a health standpoint, but from an economic standpoint. And, you know, I I hold, I hold China at a very low esteem. I mean, they're like down at ground level at the dirt when it comes to how I look on their country. Their leaders are sick, they're evil. Um, they, they've got a, a very uh, Marxist, communist-type government uh, from the top down. They lie, they cheat, they, there's no rules. Whatever they have to do to keep power, to gain power, to gain influence on the world stage, they'll do that. And so I think our, our citizenry here in America Needs to be a little more on guard about China. And yes, it is true that there's many there are many freedom loving people in China. There's many Christians in China. The underground church there's is, is has w- at least was growing to, very well in recent years. Um, But that doesn't excuse and doesn't dismiss the evilness, the evil that comes from the Chinese government. And this coronavirus is just just another of many examples of this evil that comes out of China. And they lied about the coronavirus. They covered it up. They didn't tell anyone. They colluded with the World Health Organization. To to cover it up, I mean, as I mentioned, the World Health Organization in mid-January was saying that there's no evidence that this spreads human to human, despite the fact that I believe they knew the exact opposite. I believe the World Health Organization knew the exact opposite. And if they didn't, they're a bunch of buffoons. They're the World Health Organization. And you want me to believe that they didn't know? two months into this thing, that this thing was spreading human to human. And this, this virus was, was released way before people thought. You know, some people said, oh, it's late December when this virus was released. I've read other reports where it was like November or even before that. So the World Health Organization had no excuse not to know how this was spread. I believe they did know and they just lied about it. Which is why President Trump is cutting funding to the World Health Organization. But China is an evil regime. And we need to to change our perspective in America and begin viewing China as our arch enemy. No more Russia hoax. No more getting caught up in the Middle East. It's time to focus our attention on China and beating them at everything we do. Exposing Washington American Family Radio AFR.net is our website. We'll see you next week.